JMV here with Brian Kahn from Floors to Your Home. Fans, if you're shopping for flooring of any kind, you need to check these guys out. You're going to have the most incredible, totally hassle-free shopping experience ever. JMV, we really appreciate you saying that. That's our goal every day, to offer our customers a quick, easy, and hassle-free experience at all of our Floors to Your Home locations. Fans, it works like this. You see the product you like. It's going to be cheaper than anywhere else. That's for sure. Then you can immediately take it home with you or have it installed. That's right. No hassle, no special order. Just see it, buy it, and take it home, or have it installed. Like three rooms of hardwood, laminate, or waterproof flooring starting at just 349 and they have everything in stock. I'm doing my whole house, and believe me, this is the best shopping experience you'll ever have. Three convenient locations, Avon, Noblesville, and Brookville Road. Who gives the quickest, easiest, and most hassle-free buying experience? Floors to your home. That's who. From the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline from CBS 4 and Fox 59, Mike Chappell joins me and Chris Hagan of Fox 59. And I know we kind of struggled with your phone a little bit yesterday, but we do, I guess, have some worthy news, right? Because, unfortunately, Ashton Doolin goes down for the season with, uh, I believe, in that first matchup with the Bears that combined practice the other right. night with an ACL. James Washington. The veteran wide receiver signed a little bit earlier today by the Colts, Mike. Yeah, and so many times at this time of the camp, you're bringing in bodies who are just kind of camp bodies. This guy's got a resume where for four years in Pittsburgh, he was pretty good. You know, wasn't you know wasn't top of the charts Pro Bowl, but he you know 40, 50 catches. So this is interesting, uh, and he'll have a chance in that group. To, to earn a roster spot, I, that, you know, coming in this late, he's, he's certainly playing catch up. But losing Ashton Doolin, it, it's funny. He, I always kind of compared him to like Zach Pascal, to where, yeah, he's going to be your fourth or fifth guy, but before you know it, he, he's much more important. So they need to find another body. You really like Pittman and Pierce, and Josh Downs has been really, really good. Isaiah McKenzie. Who that fifth guy is going to be, I don't know. Mike Strawn, you keep waiting for him, but he wasn't able to finish practice last night with a groin leg injury. So they're still trying to find the bottom of that receiver group, and this guy has done it before. Hey, Chap, uh, 40th year of Colts in Indianapolis, 40th year you're covering the Colts. You've seen it all. You saw all the hype when Peyton Manning comes in. Obviously, he's the unquestioned week one starter same thing with luck in 2012 and now you know uh, not the overall number one pick but the fourth overall pick anthony richardson and there were still questions will he be the guy uh you know there was excitement some people saying maybe you go with Minshew, but now we're off and running it's going to be richardson for sure um but not not obviously the same resume, not only as far as uh, the numbers, but just the starts in general that, that Luck and Manning came into the league with. Yeah, the, the hype's different, it seems like. I mean, everybody expected Manning and, and Luck to just sort of be the guy, even though, you know, Peyton's rookie year, it, it, it took a while to kind of get to get going, the 3-13. and 13. But, but now what Richardson does is, boy, he gives you hope. He gives you a reason to believe in the future. I, I, I'm kind of glad they did it early like they did because it gives everyone, okay, he's the guy. They, they can really tailor the offense around him. The receivers and the tight ends know who, who's going to be the guy. 
and I really just kind of strap it up because this is going to be a joyride. It's going to be up and down and roller coaster, and you just kind of hope that the bad times aren't really, really bad. And, and the good times are, are, again, they give you a glimpse of the future. We, everything we saw in camp, I think, is what we expected. The big arm, you know, r- really, really good when he runs the ball and tucks it and then does the RPO. And, and then he throws some passes that you think, holy smokes, what was that? But I think that, I think that's what we're going to see. But, you know, l- l- let the kid get in there and grow. And as long as he's not hurting himself or the team, you go with him and just sort of take what you can get. Yeah, I think it's good, too, that he won't be wondering, you know, looking over his shoulder, like, are they going to yank him and put Minshew in there? You'll, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly is what I've been saying. He'll he'll have growing pains, and in some cases he'll have some throwing pains. My question is, Peyton has made light of the fact for years that he holds the rookie record, not just for the Colts, but for the league, with uh, 28 interceptions. Now, there's, there's 17 games now instead of 16. Do you think that's a number that Richardson will perhaps flirt with? Well, I don't think so. I don't think they'll put him in a position – all year to, to have the chance to throw 28. I, I just don't. Uh, I mean, they're, they're gonna they're gonna let him play. They're they're gonna do you know they're they're gonna tailor this offense around what he does, what his strengths are the the, the running and the, the big arm putting the ball down the field. I just don't see him throwing about 45 times a game to where he's gonna have a chance to throw three or four in a game. I just don't. Uh, but, but again, you got, you, you're going to let him play, but I just don't know that, the, that they don't want to be that quarterback, you know, reliant. That's why they've got to get this running game really going, which we won't know until the season starts how this is going to yeah. shake out. But well, I really don't think they're going to give him a chance, a chance to, to break that record. Well, if he does throw picks, chap, maybe they'll be uh, when he chucks it 70 yards down the field. It's even better than a punt. Yeah, I saw, I saw that clip, and I mean, we, we've seen we, we've seen the arm. I mean, he he can throw it seventy yards. And, and what's crazy, it, it's with a flick of the wrist. It, that's what's crazy is how effortlessly he does that. But but you know, how often do you do that? I mean, not very. So, <laughs> with five but, but seconds it, to go really, in the first half, yeah. Right, but but it, it's impressive to watch him throw and. I still think he needs to work. What will be a work in progress is the accuracy in the touch. He had a throw to Pierce the other night that was high and hard on a deep end. That Pierce sort of needs to catch that. But what we're going to see this year is the quarterback really testing receivers to make tough catches. Because what we've seen, that ball's not always going to be where it needs to be. But again, as long as he's not getting his head beat in with pass protection or he's just making stupid plays, you know, somebody asked Shane Steichen, is he your quarterback for the year? He said he's our quarterback. So I, yeah. I don't know what it would take for him to, to be pulled. He would have to just look lost or whatever. But again, strap it up because they're going to go with the young kid. I, and, um, Again, it's Mike Chappell of CBS4 and Fox 59 with us via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. You know, Chris brought up that, that point regarding interceptions and, you know, talking about utilizing him on the ground. And, and that's great. 
right? And I know it's a completely different player, but it goes pretty quick, doesn't it, Mike, when you have a quarterback that can move and you utilize that to the best of your ability. In the case of, of Andrew Luck, that's exactly what he did in those moments early on in his career. That was his, his signature move, the extension of the play. And that's what they're going to be looking for regarding their quarterback situation now and Anthony Richardson. But when, when does that become a detriment? And that's why it would seem to me you would be so much more hardcore about making sure your running game's intact and making – no matter what you have to do regarding Jonathan Taylor here, we'll get into that in just a second. But to be where they are with that running game and wanting to rely on your quarterback to run it a lot – and not throw it very much because you're worried about interceptions, that does not seem like the greatest of recipes to start a season. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, again, you, so much of what they want to do early is going to be run the ball, and that includes the quarterback. Well, the problem is, and what we've talked about, boy, can you imagine Richardson and Taylor running that RPO on, on the edge, and, and it's a threat both ways who's going to do it. If I'm a defensive coordinator and I've got Zach Moss or Deion Jackson out there running out, running the option like that, I'm not worried about the running back. I'm just going to say go attack the quarterback. And that's why they really need to get this Jonathan Taylor thing resolved. And I don't know how they do it. I, I really don't. It, both, both sides are really dug in. And until – I don't know what the next step is. Is it for the team to say, we think you're healthy, we believe you're healthy, and he says, no, I'm not, and then where do you go? Uh, I, I just don't know. But but to think that this running game will be okay without Jonathan Taylor, you're crazy. It, it, it's just not going to – what were they, 2.9 yards at Buffalo with the running back? Yeah, right. And I realize it's preseason, and they always average 2.9. But it's just not the same. You know, Taylor gives you that threat to go. If it's a five-yard run, he may get to 30. So I don't know where this thing goes. They need to get it resolved. I would say in the next couple of weeks, we need to have some movement because, you know, not before too long, they've got a 53-man roster to put together. So I'm really curious how this is going to go. And I just don't see – you know, there has to be a compromise – and I don't know what that compromise is when both sides are so dug into to their to their stance. It might Greg Raystraw and Rick Venturi in the booth, third quarter coming up tomorrow night. Jim Irsay, the Colts owner, will join them. And you know that Rick's going to ask this question. What is your anticipated answer from the normally very outspoken and very open Colts owner? Uh, if I had to guess, uh He's not 100%, and we're not going to put him out there until he's 100%. Uh, and that, that, to me, that's where it's going to be now. Now, whether Rick can get two or three follow-ups in about why is he 100%, I've asked two or three people in the organization, you know, is he rehabbing that same injury from the surgery that normally takes six weeks to heal, and here we are seven months? Is this – did he aggravate it did, during his rehab? Did he, did he do something else during his rehab? And, well, all you get is, yeah, it's an ankle. Well, yeah, I know it's an ankle, but and, and it's really hard. I've never really questioned a player who's injured. I, you just can't because you don't know what's in their head or what they feel like. But when, when you throw the contract situation in the middle of this, you really, you're just skeptical about everything. And then 
and then he he, he you know, was it two weeks ago when he when he left the team to, to rehab on his own. I, in all my years, I can't remember a player doing that. I mean, going off on his own and with his own people and doing his rehab. What does that say about what he what he thinks about your own medical staff, rehab staff? So I, I don't know. Again, it, it's not toxic yet, but I, I, I it, it seems like we're close to that. And again, somehow it needs to be resolved. I, I would. It'd, it'd be interesting to get the owner to, to have three or four follow-ups to say, well, but what is it? What, what are we dealing with yeah. and, and all this? Because in, in a couple of weeks, they've got to make a decision on his status on this roster. Well, I, I can only speak for myself, chap, but all of my dealings with him, with Jonathan in the locker room and at Colts events, he, he has been nothing but delightful, great to right. talk to, thoughtful answers. And so I, I wish we'd have the opportunity to hear from him. Uh, I, I don't know if the if the maybe the Colts don't want to put him out there, or he said he doesn't want to talk. But uh, I, I, even if he if he just reached out to you or just you know one person and got him on the record, like, hey, how do you feel? What 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 hurts? Yeah. What why did you rehab? Because I think in talking to him in the past, he's always been great about being really forthcoming about things and giving thoughtful answers. So I would love to hear from him, but you know, that's not the case right now. I'm curious your opinion on this. Who do you think, in the short term and the long term, who does this hurt more with him not playing, the Colts or him as an individual and a player in this league? Him as an individual. I mean, it, 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 the owner didn't didn't put it really well, but but he's right that the league will go on. There will be a game September 10th. The Colts will have a running back, whether it's JT or somebody else. And I, I, I just can't think of a lot of times where a player – under contract with holding his services has worked out well for the player. Yeah. Uh, and again, he, he can't be active until he passes his physical. Let, let's go there. So, you know, but you're right about JT. He, he, he had been really, really good to work with. And he's, you know, whatever it was on Thursdays, we talked to him. And when we talked to him in April, go back to April when we talked to him and, and it was, hey, I'd like, you know, I'd like it. I'd like an extension, but I, I love playing here. And, you know, I, I, I put pen to paper and I signed a four-year contract. And since then, it's been totally different. I'm guessing that's when the team said, well, we're not going to give you an extension. And then he, he changed agents. And we've gotten this, you know, line in the sand where, you know, I want an extension. No. I want a trade. No. And then here we are. So uh, it, it, he, he, has, he has taken a different stance, a grammatical different stance. And I, I think he deserves an extension, but but it's at such a, a an awkward time to where you know number one the running back market is awful, but locally you got a team that was four wins last year, and he's not going to be your long he's not going to be your long term running back, but you know two or three more years is what you want. But he's under contract, and, and by the way, he's coming off of an injury, and you just don't know until, until he's out there practicing. So all of that goes on. You just don't know where he is. I, you're right. I would love to have him talk. And this is not the team saying he can't talk. It, it's not. Uh, if he wanted to come over there during one of our media sessions and say, okay, what do you guys want to know? But I don't think that's going to happen because there's a lot of questions that he probably isn't ready to talk about. You know, what is this injury? What's going on here? And, and all that. And I don't know that it, serve, it, it would it would help us. I don't think it serves him well 
the talk. But boy, when when the player doesn't talk, you're kind of you know you're, we're reading body language in practice, and then we're we're assuming what's going on when he's not here, and it's for him to talk would clear a lot of things up. But I don't think he's in position to do that right now. I really don't. Uh, and I got two words for him when he wonders about the contract, and the, I mean the two words, Marlon Mack. You know, that, that's how he became the starter. He was a second-round pick. You know, the, the whole first round passed on him. He's been great, uh, no doubt about it, on the field. Uh, probably, you know, they undervalued him in the draft. But Marlon Mack was the guy. He was coming off a great season. He gets hurt, never the same. And that's what you're looking at now. He's coming back from an injury. You don't know what you have with him. And it, it's hard to go into the pocketbook, you know, even for a, a shorter extension and give him more money when we know how running backs are devalued and how that right. shelf life of even the greatest backs can be cut dramatically when they come back from injury. But that, but that's why he wants an extension and more money because you know the the lifespan is shorter. So he says, hey, give me my money now and I'll do it for you. But I just you know that's not going to happen. You know, could they give him more this year? You know, boost his contract this year probably. But then he might want, hey, but I'll do this, but you're not going to franchise me next year. And the team's not going to do that. The team's not going to give up its chance to franchise him next year if that's what they want to do. So it's it, it, it's such a unique situation. And each side, to me, neither, to me, neither side is wrong. And when neither side is wrong, it's really hard to find a compromise. Because, again, each side thinks they're really set in their ways and they're right. So Mike Chappell with us. Mike, you're surprised. The reason why I bring this up is you had a couple of weeks ago the whole non-football-related injury topic uh, that was brought to your attention, and Stephen Holder of ESPN.com had it as well. Are you surprised that there has not been some sort of uh, uh, fundamental positive, according to the Taylor side, leak of information that hasn't popped here other than you know his his agent obviously going to social media and and doing what he did are you surprised we haven't heard anything at all um at least leakage wise from the taylor side of things well now they came out after after steven and i reported about you know a possible back injury he came out he came out and said you know no no back back injury uh but beyond that we've got nothing and i i I don't i I, again i i guess it would be with suit Taylor's purpose if he says, hey, I'm not healthy, and this is why. But then, but then you need some details. Why, again, why aren't you healthy? Why, why, why is it at a surgery that normally it's a, it's a six-week recovery? You know, and he, he even made it very clear. This, this is hey, just cleaning out some stuff and, and all this. And here we are seven months later, and, and, and he seems no closer to being back on the field. That, that's what's so strange. And, and when this happens, you start speculating what's going on, and you keep coming back to the contract. Let's say the Colts give him an extension tomorrow. You know, what, what, what he would play for. Then is he practicing the next day? So it, it's will he just, feel? It's, yeah, will he feel better? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so again, something's got to happen. I don't. Uh, we, we're always concerned when when the owner goes on TV because. And keep in mind, this is the Bears in town. To the next to the last preseason game, and gosh, what happened the last time? <laughs> yeah, that was the case. four years ago. Hey, Chap, it's <laughs> so, the, this, the, the, the interesting part of the dynamic that you kind of touched upon is, you know, we've all had ailments, we've we've been sick, we've had broken bones, we know we've had hip replacements, whatever, and right. all a doctor can do 
all a doctor can do is tell you structurally and based on what I know, right. you should you should be Correct. feeling okay. But if the patient or player is saying they don't, all you can go on is their word. So we don't know how he actually feels. And you're right. If right. he signed an extension tomorrow, he might say, hey, guess what? I feel 100%. So that that's the one thing that only he knows exactly how he feels right now. And that's why, again, you know, like like you say, it would be really great to have him talk. And he, and he can explain things. Hey, I'm, I'm PO'd because I wanted an extension. I'm PO'd because I wanted a trade. But here's where we are. I'm not practicing because. I have a passive physical because. And we're not getting the because from him or from the team. Other than, you know, what, what Shane Stein can say. He's rehabbing, and when he's, when he's cleared to play, practice, he'll practice. Well... You know, again, again, the, se- the season's not going to wait. And when rosters are cut to 53, he's either active or he's on pup for whatever it is, eight games, whatever the rules are now, eight games, which serves nobody any good. So uh, we'll, in, in the next couple of weeks, there's got to be movement, and I have no idea what it is. Hey, Mike, I know you said this a little bit earlier, that you, you, you're not in the spot where you ever want to – you know, judge or try to guess on whether or not a player is healthy. But let's just say, for example, we're kind of in this moment right now, and I've said the same thing. Uh, from what I had heard, that his excused absence is is legitimate. Um, on the other side of it, it seems to me like this is more of, situationally speaking, Mike, for him, is more of a hold-in than it is anything else, than it has to do with, you know, injuries or being 100% or whatever. Would you side on that he is still in the process of coming back from some said injury or that this is just a form of a hold-in? Again, I, I, I guess I had to take him at his word, but, boy, with everything going on, it seems like a hold-in. It, it just does. But it's it's I, I just can't go to where I'm questioning a player. I know what these guys go through. It just seems like that he had to have done something else to that ankle to where this isn't, you know, this isn't exactly what happened. And after the surgery, it just seems like that something else happened. Again, he could have tweaked it when he was rehabbing with the Colts. You know, he's done a lot of rehab with the Colts when he was here. And, you know, it's certainly realistic that something could have happened, but you don't know. So, and again, every time that, that he's away from the team or whatever, you just wonder what's going on. Uh, and again, I, I don't know how this ends. I don't know that Jim Burst is going to advance the needle much uh, Saturday. I, I, would, I wouldn't think he would inflame things very much. I mean, that serves nobody purpose. But it, it, what's crazy is, is when we talked to Jimmy in, in, in practice that day, well, we're not going to do this. We're not going to do that. But, boy, we, we're really hoping that Jonathan Taylor is a big part of what we're doing this year. And that's where Jonathan Taylor is saying, well, that's fine. Then pay me like I should be paid because he's, he's grossly underpaid. He is. But that's the way the NFL works. It's business. And right now the business side does not favor Jonathan Taylor, the running back. Well, I know he's on a bunch of billboards and programs and commercials and uh, stadium. He's a, he's a lot of Mural, places. Yep. He, he's he is a he is if not the face, one of the faces of this franchise. Well, I tell you one thing: we found on the the murals on the stadium, they can change look pretty quick. <laughs> they can. <laughs> they certainly can. Hey, Anthony Richardson takes snaps tomorrow night. You know what I would do? I would. I saw Eberflus said his guys, uh, Justin Fields is not. I, yeah. I would I would have 
Richardson come out of the tunnel, announce him, and, and have three very, very innocent snaps and then set him down. I, I wouldn't blame much, but but I do think it would be kind of cool to have him come out for the first time and and be announced and, and, and be on the field to start the game and not even remotely put him in harm's way. So Mike Chappell of CBS 4 and Fox 59 on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Line. Always a pleasure, Mike. We'll see you coming up tomorrow night. Looking forward to it. Thanks, guys. Mike Wells joins us via the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline from ESPN Radio. You recognize this, Mike? Oh, hell no. I don't recognize it. And it, it, it sounds like you have a hell of a crowd at back nine over there today. Um, am I hearing that correct? And it's pretty, it's pretty live out there? Is it? Oh, that's the music being played here. That's not even ours. I don't even hear ours. I was playing uh, Sweet Baby by Stanley Clark and George Duke. I heard it yesterday uh, on the satellite radio. I hadn't heard it in forever. I was like, I go, that's a smooth jam. So then we wanted a uh, suggestion. I threw it out there. But if you don't know that song, Wellesie, you need to learn it. Well, I can't. Listen, I love you, Hagen, but there's no way in the world I'm taking a music suggestion from you. You know what? Were you listening before you you uh, called in? Uh, no. Why? What do you have going? Because I'm I'm wearing a a Bucky's T-shirt, and John was asking me what in the hell is Bucky's, and I said, wait till Wells calls in. You can ask him. So that is an example of a suggestion I gave you, a recommendation that paid huge dividends. Well, first of all, when it comes to food, you and I are in agreement on that. But music, we do not roll in the same. But yes, Jamie, you never, John, you've never heard of Bucky's? Uh, no, I've never been there either. I couldn't that? believe that. Yeah, well, I mean, what's what's so great about it? I can, I can buy barbecue corn chips anywhere on the road here. What's what's so great about this? Hey, but you can't you can't get beaver nuts though from there. <laughs> Well, beaver nuggets, Wells. Beaver well, nuggets. I don't want any beaver nuts. <laughs> That's what Wells' family likes to call them. What are these beaver nuts? What do they do for you? Listen, man. Jay loves calling them beaver nuts. I'm like, dude, beaver nuggets. He goes, no. I got, I got my nuts. Beaver nuts. That's how he describes it. <laughs> It's it, um, it's like a giant. There's they started in Texas, and for a while they were only in Texas, and now they're branching out to different locations. The closest one to us is like Richmond, Kentucky. They are they just announced last week. Wells they're going to build one uh, near Dayton, Ohio. That'll be the closest one. But they're ginormous, uh, gas pumps everywhere, clean bathrooms, anything you could want is in there. They got fresh brisket, they got fudge, jerky, uh, sandwiches, <laughs> cinnamon rolls. I'm t- they got they got uh, candied nuts since you're on the nut kick. John. This is the best place for fudge and candied nuts I know of. It right is. Here. It really Let's is. Drive to hey, in Ohio. Hey, Hurry up. Just be careful with this that you're not jerking around with your jerky. All right. She can't be doing that. John's show's just been canceled. Wells, good job. <laughs> what by the uh, FCC. Yeah, I, you know what? Maybe this is something that I'm just going to have to have grow on me. I guess here, I don't, I don't really get the. You'll, you'll be it's glad. It's just a big old gas station with no, a bunch of stuff. Not. You'll be no, glad you went. No, I mean, no. I can find egg salad sandwiches at I, Speedway just as good. I never go in there and spend less than a hundred bucks. I'll tell you that right now. You spend a hundred exactly. bucks in yep. Bucky's. Yep. 
Yeah, hey, you know, wow. spend a hundred bucks in there. I drive off with the gas pump in the gas in my car still. It, it is it is pure entertainment at Bucks, Jay. Wells was so excited he drove off from the gas pump with the pump still in the car. <laughs> That's good, right there. Somewhere man. in Alabama, there are detectives still looking <laughs> for Mike Wells. Great, right, Chevy Chase of you, right there, man. That's great. It's uh, Mike Wells of ESPN Radio. He is with us today. Um, all right, so what, what do you make of what you've seen Colts-wise so far? We've had a lot of discussions regarding Jonathan Taylor. Uh, since the last time you joined us, Anthony Richardson has been installed as the week one starter. Give me some of these decisions the Colts are making right now, whether or not you agree with them. Listen, I, I think the biggest one, and you and I have talked about it the last few Fridays, is that if Jonathan Taylor was not starter in week one, Everybody needed to, needed to freak the hell out about any type of uh, hope for the, for this franchise. So uh, I, I love that Shane Steichen went ahead and made that official. I don't think there was any doubt. Um, I don't think anybody should mention the name Jonathan Taylor again until he's either traded or he shows up and all of a sudden his, his, his rehab is done and he's ready to play some football for the Colts. That's where I'm at with Jonathan Taylor. He should not even be discussed in there. Um, I've, I've been out of Bloomington all day. Has there been any, any update on why Shaq Leonard didn't practice yesterday? No, they, they didn't talk last night, Wells, until after practice at 8. And then, and then they didn't meet with the yeah, media. Today's yeah. a travel day. So, yeah, it's, uh, hard hey, to come hey, by. Hey, 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 where, hey, where, where, where the hell are they traveling to? From Grand Park to uh, Lucas Oil Stadium? Oh, yeah, yeah. I got confused, Wells. I, I have a head injury. Uh, what I was – you interrupted my idea. I was going to say you talked about it's – you have to start Richardson. But another local media member uh, predicted that successfully way back in April – there was another local TV cat, sportscaster. He went, he went way out on a limb to predict this, and I think he deserves a, a pat on the back besides somebody from himself. All right. Hey, well, well how about you, um, how about you want to tell us the name and the station of this television anchor, sports director, who predicted that? Let's, let's go ahead and give him props on that scoop, okay? I want to you know, hear from he, you, Hagen. He beat everybody, including myself, to the punch. He knew it. He knew what no one else did. What are we talking? That the hey, quarterback, let me, let the quarterback, joke here. the quarterback drafted fourth overall would be the starter. He had a feeling. He had a feeling, Wells, and he went with it. Are we, are, is this a joke about something right here? You need to get more. You don't know about Bucky's. You don't know about me and Wells' inside joke. But, hey, Mike, what is this inside joke? Does somebody in town hey, say this? We got. Hey, we got to I, I, I name I names here. I, yeah, yeah. I don't know what he's talking about. He needs to mention a name. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you, Wells. Hey, listen. Hey, so, hey, here's the deal, Jay. Two stories. I, I promise you guys, I'm not lying. I have been. I, I have direct TV, so I have not seen. I have not been able to have any access to CBS4, Fox 59, or Wish, 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 Wish TV for a long time. So, if somebody on one of those. One of those three stations. So, okay. So, uh, Anthony okay. Calhoun predicted this? <laughs> Anthony Calhoun predicted that he would be the opening day starter? Opening week starter? Uh, my headphones aren't working. I can't hear what you're saying. <laughs> I, lost, I lost contact. Come on, AC. <laughs> but, I, hey, Mike, I have that problem, too, with 59, with CBS4. 
And I haven't seen Wish TV Channel 8 in four years. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hey, Hagen, get on the ball, man. You're, you're falling behind on um, uh, doing that, Give, giving eight, getting uh, the big scoops. Well, what's I think this gets settled before the NFL gets going because we, next to our company, owns so many CBS and Fox stations that, you know, obviously have all the football games. Uh, they're going to burn down the DirecTV headquarters and Nexstar headquarters if they don't have this fixed. So I think it'll get done within the next uh, three weeks. Are you in on these contractual talks? You know, John, they do bring me in. They want my expertise. And, well, no, I don't know anything about this. Uh, but, yeah, I know that our company owns more TV stations than anybody in the country. So they, they flex that muscle a lot. And it's, you know, we got some, some uh, big wigs that they will not be uh, – stared down in situations like this. So I'm, I'm sure they'll, they'll figure is, out there. Is that, is that, they got to get it resolved because you, are you, is it because you guys are the home of the Colts? Well, yeah, that's we're, it's an interesting situation because we're one of the markets where Nexstar owns two stations, Fox and CBS. And clearly I do not speak on behalf of Nexstar, Fox 69, or CBS 4. But I can tell you all 17 Colts regular season games are on one or both, one of our stations. It's the, every game is on CBS or Fox. So yeah, you would hope nationally and especially locally this gets worked out before September the 10th. Okay. By the way, you still never answered the question of who had Anthony Richardson's uh, scoop. I like how you danced around that with JMV and I, man. Thank you. Thank you very much. I don't remember. I have a head injury. I don't remember what <laughs> so, you're talking about. Um, so will the Colts win more games this year than games you guys miss because of this? <laughs> Look, I have all the faith in the world in the management of Nexstar. I am a DirecTV subscriber, so I've... So you thought we were just going to make fun of Anthony Calhoun this entire segment. No, now we got to make fun of I have the utmost faith in everyone dealing with this that it will get done. But it's the, you know, that's a lot of money going back and forth. And so they'll figure it out because people like Wells, people like you, and people like me, I have called in and complained to DirecTV. And uh, you've seen what it's done so far. Uh, I, I, in, in all seriousness, I hope it does get resolved because I do want to watch Anthony Anthony Richardson play this season, and I want to be able to watch the other games because uh, Monday I got people reaching out talking about what do you think of Anthony Richardson. I was like, I have no idea because Chris Hagen Station can't get their heads out of their booty and get things resolved. So I couldn't even answer the question about how it was Anthony all- Richardson looked. It was all my decision, too, Wells. You know that. Um, it is, you know, you can get on, uh, you, you can you can get on s- certain apps too and watch these games, or you can get on the, uh, what is it? The YouTube has the Sunday ticket this year. Yeah, we already pay a lot of money not to jack with that stuff, though. Yeah, well, hey, hey, thank Wells, you, John. Thank you. <laughs> Wells, I heard you. You know, we made we made light of the idea, but you know, this franchise, you you, you threw Peyton Manning out there as. You know, a, a first-round pick, and he, he went 3-13 and 13 and threw 28 picks. You threw Andrew Luck out there with a retooled team, and he led him, you know, an unbelievable run to the playoffs. So in situations like this, you, you never know what's going to happen, but I think we all agree that you got to get him out there, the good, the bad, and the ugly, because you're not really playing for this season. You're playing for the future, and you gotta, you got to start building this 21-year-old from the ground up. What, what happens is if you, you play them out there, the Colts struggle still. They don't win many games. The big, the thing is you want to see what you have as far as being able to er- erase 
the questions at quarterback. You want to erase that, okay, we have to find, try to find a quarterback yet again in the offseason. Do we need to try to find a way to get Caleb Williams out of USC? Or you say, okay, we didn't win, but Anthony Richardson was not our biggest problem. Our biggest problem was trying to find a pass rush or get a true legitimate number one overall receiver. Uh, maybe maybe they can get Marvin Harris Jr. next year draft. You just want Richardson out there so that you don't have to worry about any more questions at quarterback. That's what you want to see and make sure that that, that position is locked down going forward in the future. So, Wells, let me ask you this. The Colts, you know, they played to a tie last year in the season opener down in Houston, and they were happy and lucky to get the tie. Haven't won a preseason opener in a decade. Does that unfortunate streak continue this year? Uh, you mean regular season opener? Or you're talking about regular yeah, yeah, season, season opener, right? A season opener, yeah, yeah, regular season opener. Oh, hell no. Listen, I got – hey, Trevor, hey, Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars, they're like – they're a sleeper team to me in the AFC, man. I, I, I think Trevor's going to take another step. Um, hopefully Calvin Ridley and his betting issues are resolved. Uh, Travis, uh, um, the running back, Eton in or whatever his name is, I think he, he's going to have a bigger year. I like what they're doing down there in Jacksonville. So getting that, winning that season opener, um, I would not, if I were a betting man, I would not give the, I would not go in favor of the Colts. That's my point spread is only four as it sits right. You can bet on that week one game and Jaguars are favorite. It, it was three and a half. And then when they named Richardson the starter, it moved from three and a half to four. Oh, man. So, yeah, no. Nah, um, yeah, I'm not. Wells, I'm not, Wells is I'm saying take the 401k favorite. down. Yeah. Wells says take the 401k down to the betting window and put it all on Jags minus four is what Wells is saying. Yeah, yeah. Then give me some of your money. <laughs> Hey, I do have a question, Mike. Mike Wells joins us. Chris Hagan with me as well. We're a back nine for the fan golf outing to benefit the uh, Franciscan Health Heart Center. Been a great day so far. I, I look at the AFC, and you have Kansas City at the top of the list, and some would probably factor in the Bills and the Bengals. Go ahead. You know, once Joe Burrow was back and, and deemed healthy. Outside of those three teams, who's next in the hierarchy of the AFC? Take Kansas City, Buffalo, and Cincinnati out of it right now for the sake of this, this argument and this answer. Who's next? Who's the next team in that group? Mike? I see. I'm not. I'm not buying the hype on the Jets. I know they got Aaron Rodgers. They signed Dalvin Cook to help out the backfield. I'm not buying. The, I'm going to go with the Miami Dolphins. I'm going with the. I'm going with the Dolphins. And that next, that next, I'll go to the next group of three. I go Dolphins, Jags, and I'm going to say the Baltimore Ravens. Where do you got? Where do y'all got Chargers in this equation? Man, listen, um, I have no faith in uh, in Staley, the head coach. He, you know, he, he, he just, he just finds a way late in the season or in the playoffs to fumble, bumble, stumble his way. Kellen Moore is going to end up being the head coach of the Chargers at some point. Oh wow! Okay. Well, I look at it this way, too. I mean, with, with what Sean Payton, you know, had said about what went in 
in Denver last year and now taking over. I mean, he better have a, a memorable type of turnaround here or he's going to have to answer a lot of stuff. So I'm kind of looking if there's that opportunity for that turnaround, right, of a team, especially one that we saw front and center on a Thursday night in one of the worst games in the history of the NFL, won by the Colts in Denver. I would guess the Broncos would be a part of that reclamation type of project, right, with Sean Payton? Well, hey, I was I sent the Kool-Aid. I sent that orange Kool-Aid at the Broncos last year until that horrible Thursday night game where um well uh, what was it Stephon Gilmore got the interception on um, Russell Wilson and Enzo. I'm not I'm not Sean Payton may be a hell of a coach, but I'm not sure what Russell Wilson has left in the tank other than his, other than his ability to make some babies. <laughs> <laughs> Who has who has a better year, uh, Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson? Oh, Aaron. I mean, you know, Aaron Rodgers is gonna have a better year. I'm just saying, I'm not, I'm not believing in the Jets being a Super Bowl contender, but Aaron Rodgers is gonna have a better year. I, I like him more after watching Hard Knocks. I don't know if you guys have been watching, but I, I like him more than I did before. I, I am, I, I am done watching Hard Knocks. After watching that that poo poo that poo poo show of it when they followed the cold flight two years ago, after that I said I was done with with hard knocks. Well, Wells is becoming like he's Wells is younger than us, John, but he's quickly yeah. joining our group of the uh, grumpy old man. He's he's coming to join the dark side. Congratulations, Wells, and welcome. Hey, that's why I love you guys, man. That's why that's why you guys are my <laughs> my uh, my Caucasian brothers, man. That's why I love you. <laughs> Hey, Mike, it's interesting, too. We know that the work that you do down at IU as well to uh, round out great young communicators, but the IU football team's right downstairs from us right here. All of them. Let me go go tell them your prediction for the season. (laughs) I got bad reception. Hey, I will tell them my prediction as soon as Hagen says, who made the prediction about about Anthony Richardson starting in April? That's what I'll give my prediction. Well, I said that. That's that. That was that must have been AC, right? I Anthony I Calhoun. I don't remember what we were talking about. Hey Wells, <laughs> I got a quick question. John Wells had me speak to one of his Wells had me speak to one of his classes. Yeah. And I was wondering how many of his students uh, got out of the communication uh, business as soon as they got through listening to me talk. You know what, Chris? I tease you all the time. I make fun of you, crack jokes all the time. But in all seriousness, those high school students loved you, bro. They, when you got off the Zoom call, they loved a your knowledge and b your personality. Hey, right, so I will, um, I will give you credit, and I don't like to give you credit, but that's one I can't shy away from. You truly kicked ass that day when you talked to those students. Mark the tape. This will never happen again. It's never happened before. Wells has given me credit. But I, I, you know what? The jokes aside, I was honored you asked me to speak to some young folks, and I was hoping that at least one took something away from it. So I'm really, I'm really uh, honored to hear that. Well, yeah. So, John, I needed, I wanted a, I needed a TV person, uh, sportscaster, and I went down the list. I said, I need somebody who's going to have fun, who's not going to, who's not going to talk about themselves the entire time. And they being more inclined to have back and forth conversation with the with the students, and I and Hagen was my prediction by a mile. 
The one kid had his head on the table, and I called him out. I'm like, hey, wake, wake that kid up. What's he doing? And then uh, he looked up and laughed. So I was like, I wanted to make sure, even though it was on Zoom, I wanted to be engaged and, and try to have, you know, a personal touch on it. No, no, he didn't have his head up. So, no, that, that was all good. Hey, I know we will talk again. <laughs> we, will talk, we will talk again before the regular season starts. But Hagen only shows up once every six months these days. So I gotta, I'm going to ask Hagen this. What, what is your prediction on wins for the Colts this year? John was asking me earlier about the over-under under six. six. And I said I would go under, but I think it might be right smack dab on six. They may win six games. But, like, you know, there's always surprises. Six and 11. That's what I would um, say right now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the under on that. Okay. Give well, me, especially, uh, especially give, I think five and, five and 12 is feasible to me right there. That's what I was thinking yeah. about. And, and, again, I, I, I don't think it's going to be at all record-wise a lot better than what we saw last year. But hopefully the whole clown show aspect of last year stays out of it. Although you can make an argument, the soap opera aspect has not so far because we find ourselves engulfed in that again. Yeah. No, um, and you still believe you believe uh, Ballard has at least this season and next season still? Oh, yeah. He's going to be here three. He'll be here, Mike. He'll be here, Mike, because you'll, you'll see some signs with the young quarterback, even with a disappointing record. Next year, you want to see even more growth. And then that third year is going to be all right. So the proof is going to be here, or we're going to make some changes. So you're going to be here three years. Well, And Wells hit the nail on the head. It's not about wins and losses. It's about stability. No questions about your head coach. You know, he's in his first year. No questions about quarterback looking to find the next retread you can bring in. It's like build now and look toward the future. So I think uh, if you're a Colts fan, you want one thing all year, stability. Yeah, and hopefully, hopefully they have it because I'm like, I, I feel sorry for our guys Shaffle and Holder and Joe Erickson and Kevin Bowen because it seems like this training camp was about three to four months instead of just just a month long with all the drama they had to deal with. Hey, by the way, the Colts signed wide receiver James Washington. I believe that's the 27-year-old veteran wide receiver, most noted as playing in Pittsburgh. Uh, that move was made a little bit earlier today. They waive injured wide receiver Malik Turner. Turner to IR if he clears waivers. But James Washington brought into the fold as a veteran wide receiver for the Colts a little bit earlier this afternoon. All right, Mike, what you got going on this weekend? Oh, man, I'm sitting in the parking lot waiting on your girl, Layla, uh, right now to uh, get out of volleyball practice. <laughs> and I'm going to be down at UND. She's going to the basketball camp at UND on Sunday. A little uh, soccer, basketball, potato this weekend. So just, just a normal uh, being an Uber, man. What about how, – how's school going for my girl, Lainey? Oh, Lainey, she got uh, – she plays tomorrow up at uh, Mojo Up. Uh, tomorrow, I think in the morning and, and toward the midday, Blake's running for Ron Colley up at Carmel tomorrow. So I got Colts pregame at 4 and then Jamby takeover from 7 until midnight. So it's going to be a busy Saturday. Man, man, man. And, and by the way, um, Hagan won't, won't mention another TV reporter's name the same way you don't, re, you don't mention some um, 
the radio people's name, man. You guys are like tied <laughs> together. <laughs> well, I didn't, I didn't mention that because you've probably seen the changes going on here. New morning show, which begins coming up on Monday, and then Jake Query's moving to the midday. And I didn't mention, because somebody had brought this up, hey, you and Jake are going to do a lot of crosstalk. And I said, yeah, you know, it's kind of like what we started out doing when Dan was there. Uh, we got two days of crosstalk in, and then the second day, um, I, I think I said something that pissed him off or vice versa, and we never did it again. Two days of crosstalk in and nine years. All those, in nine years? Yeah, nine years. Yeah. Man. No, two days. That was it. <laughs> hey, so, hey, so, I can't, hey, I can't remember start? what I, it was I, about, and I can't remember. I think it was – I think it was – I think it was – he was the one that was pissed, I think. Um, it's something I said, and then I kind of laughed about it or something, and then that was the end of crosstalk. Oh, man, now you guys can go, you guys can go, can go out there and uh, smoke some meat together, man. Hey, you guys have a great weekend. I'll talk to you next Friday, brother. A new morning show that's going to make sure the old morning show that's coming up on Monday. Again, our friend Jay Query, who is also here, moves from the morning to the midday from noon until 3. So you're going to get some hellaciously awesome crosstalk between me and Jake, I'm assuming, every day. And to be a part of the new morning show, it's the morning wake-up call with Kevin and Andy. I wanted to call it the morning wood with, with Swebo. No, it was it was the morning wood with Swebo. Did you see the picture yesterday that somebody developed, the Photoshop picture? Oh, the, Lord heavens, the no. The morning wood with Swebo. Hey, hey. See? It's got name recognition. Why, why did David Wood not ask me about that? The morning wood, and it's spelled... W O U L D. The morning wood. <laughs> okay, I saw that. I saw with, that tweet, but I thought the guy Swebo. made a mistake. I thought he made a mistake with Swebo. Like, okay, yeah. Because I, I kind of like that. It's better than Boney. Uh, I also. It is. I also heard your uh, fifteen-second joke yesterday when I was driving around. I heard you? you. Yeah, I, I heard you. I know the uh, the oh, Rick Pitino. Yeah, of Louisville. yeah yes. the fifteen seconds of well, Louisville. The uh, the Rick Pitino stuff. I heard that at four you o'clock. You didn't have money to talk about in Louisville, did you? Unless the college basketball <laughs> season was going on. What'd you practice on? Well, there's a, there's an 18-year-old recruit somewhere doing something. <laughs> Man, it's great to be on with you. And by the way, this event is it's fantastic. Awesome. Yeah, it's been great. This so is far. absolutely awesome. It's the first time we've tried it in, in this facility. And, and a shout-out to Danny Hayes, who's one of the owners of this place, and that's the back nine. He's a Ron Colley guy, too, that I know very well. But you know, not only do you have this, you've you got us up here on three right now. The IU football team is down on two. And I don't know, for all you local people that love local bands, the Cornfield Mafia and my <laughs> man Robert is going to play on the stage. They have a stage outside here. I saw that. This is just it's awesome. an all-encompassing, entertaining venue here at Back Nine. It is. Are you ready to go on Monday? Man, I'm as, as ready as I can be. You're going, you're going to wake your ass up at like 2 a.m., aren't you? Go, I got to get in there. Uh, I'm hoping I'm hoping I can get to like three or four a.m. on sleep. Yes, I'm already uh, thinking you, about that in my are mind. You, are you an early riser? Yeah, I am. This morning I was up at five thirty. I was up at five thirty-two. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've got to get kids off to school and stuff. Oh, I don't have any excuse like that. See, yeah. if I if I <laughs> if I didn't have that, then I sure as hell wouldn't be asleep or up at five thirty. But why were you up at five thirty? Because I can't sleep in, man. Everyone's like, "Oh, you're gonna have to get used to it." I'm like, "I'm not gonna have to get used to it that much." Yeah. Of course. 
course I'm saying that now like I'm cocky, yeah. uh, which could always bite me. But you end up oversleeping, right? Uh, well, didn't Jake do that one time? <laughs> More than once. <laughs> That's what I thought. Probably I'll have once. several alarms uh, and I'll have people calling well, me that I will employ. Don't worry about it. Hey, so Andy Sweeney's with us again in the new morning show. It's the morning wake-up call with Andy and Kevin. Weekday morning, 7 until 10 a.m. here on The Fan. So my friend's over here with Franciscan Health Heart Center. Uh, and I love working with them. So I go over there and I, I get my blood pressure. Okay. Tested, yeah. And I have incredibly high blood pressure. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, go, is that a shock to I you went, or not? Damn. I was, like, I was like Florida Evans in good times. <laughs> damn, damn, damn. What? So, so you got to watch that then. Well, you know, and I, hey, guys, thanks for coming. I appreciate you guys. Thank you, Derek. Good to see you, man. I mean, it, oh, it, I love it. I love that, man. That's good. What's that? What's that? Oh, I can. You got something for Simon with? Go ahead, Andy. You talk really quick. Well, I'm no, I, I mean, I mean, the, the worst yeah. time now to uh, – it's like the guy that starts to diet when football season's getting ready to start. <laughs> yeah. You got college in the NFL. You got all this stuff. And, I mean, now you're going to have to watch your blood pressure. I mean, how's that going to work? You're not yeah. going to be You're not going to be able to do that. Oh, yeah, Andy. Oh, he wants me to sign? I don't know if I feel worthy at all to to, to be doing this. Again, Back Nine's our location. It is the first fan golf outing. It's all of our shows been here. Uh, I don't think uh, Jake and Kevin were here this morning, but certainly we just had James and Jimmy be a part of it. Thanks, Derek. I appreciate you, man. Good to see you. Uh, But, no, this has been a great event here. All right, what are you looking most forward to? What's the first thing? I know you don't know because something may happen. Well, we'll see what happens this weekend, right? But what do you think? What do you anticipate the first thing? You know, I mean, I'm anticipating at some point, you know, next week, once we get by next week, we're going to be, it's time where, you know, Jonathan Taylor is going to show up, if he's going to be ready, if we're talking about week one. Uh, You know, usually, you know, I know Kevin's talked about this, KB has, and I'm sure we'll talk about it on Monday, um, that once you get uh, about two weeks out is like one of those times where it's like, hey, you you know, you're going to be here or right. not. Uh, and so I think there's absolutely going to be a developing story there. Uh, and then, you know, who plays this weekend? Uh, who doesn't play this weekend? Uh, and then obviously anything Anthony Richardson uh, is going to be all the craze. And that's, listen, man, I'm excited between uh, the Colts, a new regime. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm a big Richardson fan. Um, I'm a fan of the coaching staff right now, what they're going to try to do. If you can get Taylor back, I think they can, you know, they're going to want to run the football and I think the Pacers are, are an absolutely play, you know a playoff team you know I, I'm, I'm jacked man I'm ready to go uh, it's, uh, Andy Sweeney is the new morning co-host beginning uh, Monday he and uh, Kevin Bowen here on the fan Andy's joining us here back nine it is our first annual golf outing to benefit again what is a fantastic organization in the Franciscan Health Heart Center thank you guys appreciate you very much um, the thing with Jonathan Taylor with me is the excused absence right now because of the personal reason. Right. Uh, from what I've heard, that's legit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't want to dive into that. But as far as him still being injured, I don't buy that. I think this is more of kind of a hold-in type of situation to make sure you get paid. I agree. And because you don't want to pay or you don't want to have to pay anything in fines. And, you know, this is how you get paid. So I, until I hear otherwise, that's what I believe this situation is for Jonathan Taylor right now. I mean, what can they do to, uh, you know, outside yeah. of – 
the the money and the yeah. years and the the security that he wants. What can they do? Can they come to the table? Can they make this nice this year? I have said all along. Is there any way that right now you could help massage the situation? Exactly. Instead of just drawing two lines in the sand exactly. and saying, you know what, neither one of us are going to cross this, and especially in terms of the Colts, because the Colts aren't going to move. So if you could just maybe try to meet somewhat in the middle, at least for this year, because Andy, I've said this all along, both sides need one another. And the Colts need him to help out the growth process of their quarterback. And he needs them because, honestly, he needs to show what he can do. And sitting on your ass and sitting out and not being ready is not helping the whole running back situation at all. You know, it's different with Saquon Barkley. But, you know, you saw a guy like Le'Veon Bell sit out. You know, this is years ago because guys don't do it, right? Because it's not something. And he wasn't in the prime of his career. He was more towards the back end of the prime. But Bell sits out. He's never never the same. I mean, he disappeared, right? Uh, I mean, basically from the NFL uh, and probably hurt himself. Now, he did hurt himself for a couple years, and so you have have that. Barkley got a little bit more money from the Giants, kind of acted like, hey, I'm not going to be there. Then what did he do? He showed up. He was the quote-unquote good teammate. Uh, Yes, he did. This is a little bit more money. I better do it. (laughs) Yes, so uh, that's that's where I am. Given that they have the money uh, to do that, it's not one of those things where you won or lost. Right now, everyone is losing. And you mentioned on Jonathan Taylor's side, dude, you're exactly right, JMV. I mean, you know, this is an offense that if you look at what the Eagles were able to do last year, and they're different rosters, yeah. running the football was such a was such an identity of that team. You can't tell me that running the football is not good. You know, run the damn ball, right? Um, that that's not going to be the identity of this team. And he could rack up significant numbers, right? Yeah. Uh, that could help him well, in his case in the future. Yeah, I mean, just just being a part of help something grow, and, and more so than anything else, if you're able to oh, am I doing this too? I can do this. Hold on one oh second. Oh boy, Hang look at this. Right here. We're doing shots with Nicole and Harley <laughs> Hey, what's up? Good, to, me, good to meet you. Yeah, good to meet you. Lemon drop? Okay, you want me to do this right now with you? All right. Oh boy, Andy, look at this. By. Look at stand this. By. Thank you guys very much for that. Little oh. lemon drop there it's down perfect good form there you go that's a little bit more of a gulp right there than it was anything else (laughs) no i I agree with you regarding jonathan taylor i just think what's most important is the maturation and the involvement of your very inexperienced rookie quarterback right and this is not a situation where you can just go well take somebody off the street and put them in there like logically a lot of people around the nfl talk about the running back situation this is something where you need a known commodity and the year before last especially, and you're talking about a guy a year ago that was injured, but he still tried to play oftentimes through it. But the year before last, that's a known commodity. He is still the best offensive player on this team. And neither one of these sides, I don't think, realize just how much in the moment they need one another. It, it, it's a f- <laughs> I struggle with the cop-out that people give about the importance uh, of a running back. Uh, I understand the conversation. There are arguments to be made on that side, but when I, you know, when I hear the Chiefs did such and such with it's a di- six-rounder. It's different it, altogether. It, 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 yeah, yeah, it's different altogether when you have Mahomes and when you have one of the top rosters yeah. in the NFL and you have a Hall of Fame coach and you have all these different things, then yes, you can 
you know, make a mistake like they did with yep. uh, with um, Edward Solaire. You know, yep. I mean, taking him in the first round yep. ended up being kind of a bust. But I, I, it's it's kind of it's absolutely a cop out when pe- when people say that. And both sides need each other. I mean, they absolutely need each other. And I don't think anyone giving here. I think both giving a little bit um, makes things better for both sides. And I think in the next week. I hope that comes to fruition. Otherwise, it's going to be a story. I mean, listen, I think it's, it's, it's been a story you guys have been following, obviously, for weeks. It's going to be even more that if we get down to the true countdown of the season and he's not there. Well, let's face it. I mean, he really wouldn't be probably playing too much right now, but practicing, yes. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. And um, it, You wouldn't want him to play in the preseason. No, 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 no. He wouldn't be playing right now anyway. But you would hope for some resolution. Thank you, B-Near. Near Brothers, appreciate you guys very much. Some sort of resolution. I just think, Andy, that the resolution is ultimately going to be I think Jim's going to have to go ahead and go back on what he has said and mm-hmm. end up trading him. I, I don't know where this mm. is going to go outside of that. I don't know what the market might be, but I know the market would become more robust because it is going to be lowball city right. for this guy from absolutely everybody. And we're going to find out because Jim Mercer will go in the third quarter coming up tomorrow night in that yep. preseason game in the booth with Greg Rakestraw and Rick Venturi. And Rick will end up asking that question. And Jim just can't help himself. Oh, I mean, he's really, going to say something. When you're yeah. thinking about it, as yeah. much as I like Jim Mercer, the reason why one of the reasons why I think this whole situation was was magnified was because of that initial tweet mm-hmm. and what he did when he sent it out well this is you know what was uh, you know debated uh, this is what we came up with contractually here um, and we got to live by it you can't go changing it when you get further down the road because you want to this is all stuff that we knew and then he kind of Got a line in the sand drawn between himself and Jonathan Taylor. He may have even been talking about somebody else mm-hmm. in that situation. Maybe he was talking about, you know, the Steelers running back, I think, was the guy that actually had brought it up. And then people thought maybe he was talking Austin, about Austin uh, Chargers, yeah. Austin Eckler. Remember, he had the, yeah, he had the yeah. Zoom with all the running yeah. backs and everything else. And, yeah. And when, and when you think about it, it was just something, if, if you had it to do over again, maybe Jim doesn't do that, then you wouldn't get the counter for the representation of Taylor, and then you wouldn't have this back and forth that is so awkwardly awful right now. And in that, yet another soap opera for this team to have to deal with. And believe me, year after year after year, this I is know. a similar situation in which we've been in. So. Yeah, I, it's going to be fun. I mean, I was at the Colts luncheon today. The brass took me over. Yeah. The suits took me over there, JMV. And it, it doesn't quite have the, the zing when they when – they, uh, intro yeah. the running back room. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't, quite, the same thing. doesn't quite have the exact same effect. No, it does not. All right, so the 15 seconds you did content down in Louisville every day, <laughs> how much of that was dedicated to Kentucky basketball? Oh, Those man. Those toothless hillbillies oh, in Kentucky. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I uh, mean, the home of Turtle Man. Did you talk Turtle Man all the time? I know Turtle Man. I did not talk Turtle Man all the time. You, but you know I, know, I don't know. Tur- oh. I know of Turtle Man, I should say. I wish I knew Turtle Man. Well, I just uh, considered everybody down there that close to the river are probably related. <laughs> Were you related to Turtle Man? I was not. I was not. Uh, no, I mean, I heard you. You're like, we're gonna we're gonna quiz Sweeney on everything that, yeah. that he did oh, uh, yeah. his time his time in Louisville. I mean, I followed all the all the Cal being hired, uh, winning the title, choking in the in the tournament, all of their stuff, all of the years well, you're of with, Louisville drama. Uh, for, Fratino oh, in the Lord. Italian restaurant. Oh Lord, did heavens. you had a lot of fun with that? <laughs> did I? No, we had no fun. Of course, we had fun. 15 with it. Seconds in an Italian restaurant is still awesome. Now it's well, no, it's it's the peak of sports talk radio. That, that's what it is. What what I love about it, I love Patino. 
I, I know. I know people. Ah, Patino. Oh yeah. Yeah. Look who they've had since. Oh yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. true. He won a lot of yeah. games. Yeah. Uh, and he always brought content. He did. Brought he always content. brought drama. Two yeah. things that are very good for uh, men in our business. Yeah. Maybe the occasional yeah. hooker. Yeah. 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 You know, you might might be around. So uh, yes, I followed all of that. Uh, and it's. Uh, but I, I listen. I'm. I, I've always wanted to follow professional sports, and there's some damn good ones right here. All right. You ever interviewed Jennifer Lawrence? She's from Louisville, right? I have not. Come on, man. I have not. Did you no. know what you grew up with her? <laughs> I did not. Did not. She wasn't one. She wasn't one game, but she was. Uh, she was amongst the luminaries in a in a suite somewhere far away from us. Who else uh, is famous from Louisville? Who else? Well, I mean, uh, Muhammad Ali. You know, yeah. we followed his funeral and procession yeah. and and, every, and everything else. Yeah. Uh, there's the the uh, the rapper Jack Harlow. Uh, oh, people Jack reference uh, you 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 know who that he had a is. Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yeah, know, yeah. The Jack Harlow. Yeah. No, I'm I'm not a fan, but you know, some Jack people Harlow are. Jack Harlow was a good high school pl- basketball player, wasn't he? I have absolutely. I don't. I don't really? think so. How do I know more about Kentucky <laughs> high school basketball than Andy Sweeney? Come on, Sweebo. I don't. Know, I don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> I just I, may be making it up. I've been known to. Well, do that that's too. fine. It's a Friday, you know. Was, You've had a long day. So Jack Harlow's from around I'm Louisville. Do, I don't know who, who, who else, else from Louisville. I don't know. <laughs> did you go to high school with Dave? Did you go to high? What's his name? Travis Meeks. No. Days of the New. Is that that guy's name? <laughs> Days of the New. He was. Man, was he in Charlestown, Indiana? I think, Charlestown, I think he was Chad Gilbert. Yeah, the, the ho- land of Chad Gilbert. Down. Boy, does anyone except for us two know oh, the sure Chad that, Gilbert I'm reference? Sure I'm the okay. only one, yeah. <laughs> You'd be thinking, why the hell are you guys mentioning my name? Who was that six foot nine guy with the man bun over there? <laughs> He's the athletic director of Charlestown High School. That's yes, who he is. Yes, he Chad is. Chad Gilbert, the pride of Indiana State. Well, University. I told you this off air, boy. People don't care about this. He was uh, he was my PE teacher. I was actually <laughs> I was a uh, you'll uh, you'll love this. Because yep. I knew I was like, you know, I made good grades, but I wasn't going to do the honors stuff because I'm not doing trigonometry. Yep. I mean, what am I going to do with that? You know, okay, you know, I mean, yeah. let, let's be honest right. about this. So I did the TV and the newspaper and, yep. the, and the photojournalism. But, you know, senior year, it's like PE leadership. Yeah. Right there, you know. Chad we, Gilbert, huh? Chad Gilbert, boom, there you go. It's well, an easy A. He was at Indiana State when I was, and I used to get those guys in trouble all the time because they'd get hammered before games <laughs> in my house. <laughs> Tater, tater Tot's lock didn't like it. <laughs> Not like oh, it. Oh, that's a good story. They'd be, that's be fantastic. Monitoring. They'd be on the way to, uh, what, Cedar, is it Cedar Rapids, Cedar Falls, Iowa? They go to northern Iowa. These guys will all be hung over, and he wouldn't like it. <laughs> that's a long bus ride tater, hung over. <laughs> tater Tot's right there. All right, what are you guys doing on Monday morning? Talking sports, baby. And whatever else happens over the weekend, we'll see what happens, obviously, with the Colts, what news uh, comes out from that, and, and we'll wing it from there, and we'll see how this baby grows. Obviously, it's uh, great, uh, you know, KB and Jake doing a great job and everybody else, so I'm excited to, to join the team here. Absolutely. Speaking of uh, babies growing, yeah. you're about ready. And, and Kev, recently, we used to, I used to bring uh, Kevin in every time he was on with me, Paul Anka's song, uh, You're Having My Baby, all the time. And he was very uncomfortable yeah. about that. I think his father-in-law is incredibly uncomfortable when I bring that up. That's going to bring it up even more. Yeah, I was about to yeah. say, they should never admit that to you otherwise Never. it's going to happen even, more. even uh, more but yeah me and my wife are expecting so it's it's job home baby all happening it's like i'm a totally different person here in the next yeah. in the next few weeks and Good. months 
Good to see you again, brother. Hey, I appreciate it. Yeah, man. You're the radio legend here. What yeah, are you talking I'm about? This is dead. my honor. I Come on. Such, I am such a turd here. Seriously. <laughs> I mean, well, you know seriously. what? I, you know what? I'm tired of. And I was going to talk about this uh, on Monday. Yeah. I'm tired of wearing polos and khakis. I need to get back to what you're wearing. Exactly. Right? <laughs> I need to. Well, I'm in radio. Okay. I'm in, I'm, I'm in complete and utter comfort wherever I go. You're damn right and you are. I'm going to tell you what. If I'm not wearing a V-neck, then there's an issue. Right then there's there. a problem. Because I got to have the neck breathe. I've got to be. You're a V-neck guy. I've got high blood pressure, all right? I can't be hassled with it. So, (laughs) clearly from today. i got high blood pressure. Don't hassle me about my V-neck. Hey, I'm not. It looks good. Brother, I appreciate it. I'd be the last one. Hey, appreciate it, man. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Andy Sweeney. It is not the morning wood with Sweebo. It is the morning wake-up call with Andy and Kevin, which starts coming up on Monday, 7 a.m. Be tuned in right here. Thanks, brother. Andy Sweeney, everybody. On the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline, Bob Lovell, Indiana Sports Talk, in what is a tremendous opening evening of high school football around the state of Indiana. And Bob has his finger on the pulse of the evening. Hello, Bob. How are you? Hey, John. How are you? And hey, before we get started, I'm glad you guys are doing what you're doing to bring awareness to uh, uh, high blood pressure, heart situations. Everyone knows. I've suffered a heart attack. I've had open heart surgery. I've had carotid artery surgery. So a lot of this is because of high blood pressure. And so do yourself a favor. It's real easy. Watch what you do. Get checked out. Take care of yourself because it's it's really an extremely serious situation. So my I applaud you and everybody involved for doing a great thing today. I was at a buck fifty. I was at a buck fifty over one hundred, Bob, today. You are a superstar, John. You know that. That's not very my good. Last one was over <laughs> it's not my, good. My last one was 133 over 61. And so the doctors are just going, hey, you know what? What are you doing? I said, I'm taking all the drugs you guys prescribe and doing all the things I do. So you got to be careful because it is a, 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 a dangerous situation, especially guys uh, your age, my age. Yeah. And also women. The other thing is, you know, we get the we have the erroneous feeling that it's only guys who suffer heart problems, and that's absolutely not true. And so, this is something for men and women to, to pay very strict attention. About. Obviously, I'm pretty passionate about it because a couple of great doctors have saved my life along the way, and so uh, I owe it to make sure people understand what's going on. No, there's no doubt about that, too. And you know, it, It's funny, Bob, most of the time you don't really recognize it or prioritize it until it can be too late, you know, until you're too yeah, far down the road. Gone. So get in front of this, and that's yeah. what's important. I recognized it, John, when I was in the ambulance going to the emergency room. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I paid attention after that. So Bob Lovell is with us, Indiana Sports Talk, later on tonight. All right, you got night number one. I was talking to Eric Moore yeah. yesterday. They don't play until yep. tomorrow night over in Canton, Ohio, uh, against that team uh, outside. Thank you very much for showing up here with us today, uh, outside of Cleveland, Ohio. And obviously, first six weeks of their schedule is uh, out of state and incredibly awkward, but a really good test for the number one team in 6A. When you're looking at the rest of 6A, besides Eric's team, how do you size right. that thing up as we start the season, Bob? Well, I think there are question marks. Uh, I think it's very balanced. Uh, obviously, Senator Rose won the last three. They've had some injury issues. 
uh, have to replace some starters. And so um, this is a night where you figure some things out. There's some really, really good matchups. Ben Davis uh, playing at Moeller. Lafayette Jeff, who can throw it around. This game with Cathedral will be a fun game to watch because you got uh, Lafayette Jeff is a uh, high octane, like to put it in the air kind of offense. Um, you know, obviously the Cathedral's quarterback uh, is one of the best in the state, in the country. Uh, and so that's a great matchup. Carroll is at ha- Hamilton Southeastern. You know, you're seeing this is a trend. You got Carroll from Fort Wayne at HSC, Warren Central hosting Snyder, uh, and then Brownsburg's at Dwinger. So I think it's really interesting that the Fort Wayne schools have decided, look, if we expect to win at the highest level, we're going to need to find out what it takes, and we need to schedule teams of that caliber. And those are three really good matchups tonight. You know what, Bob, it's funny. When I was talking to Eric yesterday, um, he didn't say it, but this is just my thought. I, I think that he absolutely loves the thought that he had to make up that schedule and put these out-of-state incredibly challenging teams on it i think that that juices re-energizes him to a degree right here Uh, another challenge a challenge in which he has not had to go through so far i do i I do i think he embraces it more than he loathes it well that's the kind of guy he is it's one of the reasons why he's one of the best football coaches the state will ever see Uh, i think he understands as cliched as it is you want to be the best you have to play the best and um you know, you want to find out really what you're about. And can you make plays when you have to in crucial situa- situations against good teams? Because if you expect to win a championship, that's exactly what you're going to have to do. And so, no, it's not in his nature to run away from things. And it's his nature. Uh, and a lot of these coaches are saying, we don't get into coaching if you're afraid. You get into coaching to face challenges and, and deal with kids and try to make them better. And so I think that's what this is about. Bob Lovell joins us on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. Which class do you think, not talent-wise, but which class do you believe to be the most all the way around competitive? Um, hey, what? Well, that's a great question. I, I, I really think, uh, you know, there's a, you know, I think 5A is a very balanced, uh, a very balanced class. I really do. Um, like 1A, you know, when you look at what's happened in the last few years, you know, Dave Pash and his guys uh, at Lutheran have kind of dominated. And so, you know, they may be once again in that situation. But I think I think uh, 2, 3, 4, and 5 are pretty wide open, to be frank. And, yeah, I think 6 is too. But, uh, you know, but I, the one that really strikes me is, is, is this 5A. I mean, you look around. I mean, Snyder, we'll find out about them tonight with Warren Central. Whiteland with a great run to the tournament last year, to the championship game. Uh, people up north really like Andrean. The Andrean Merrillville game tonight might, might be one of the best in the state. Uh, and then locally, you know, you, you, you look at Decatur Central, uh, they're ranked. Um, as we mentioned, Brownsburg and Dwinger. Dwinger's a ranked team. My Quakers are ranked number 13. Mike Gillen keeps doing what he does at Mooresville. Uh, Franklin is ranked 15. So you start going down the, the 5A ranks, there's some really good teams, John. 
Yeah, no doubt about that. 4A kind of pops off the page a little bit to me because you start the season with East Central on top. We, we know, right. and I remember listening to this on my way home this time last year, what New Pal did to Westfield in New Pal to start the season last year. <laughs> right. Uh, I mean, they, they gave them the once-over. Uh, you know, to the south, Wrights, obviously, you know, Mooresville still, you know, in there, a team that, to be reckoned with. But I'm kind of wondering what Ron Colley is going to look like this year. How about you? I agree with you. I think they, they are wondering themselves. But I'll tell you what they did. I mean, they, they played well last year, won some big games, had a, had a great season. Eric Quintana has done a, a wonderful job. I'm, I'm with you. I think there are some really solid things. You know, Rice is always good. Uh, the Evansville situation is the competitive one. Um, and really, really good teams. Modern day, Rice, Castle, go through the different classes. But I think you're right. Uh, I think it's one of those things where you see some of the traditional powers still doing what they do. Uh, and uh, this East Central matchup, as you point out tonight, is always a good one. There's no question uh, that you find out. I think, I think it's great. Again, the teams are playing these kinds of games. This is You get a chance in these first two weeks to play out of your conference and have some fun. No, you're absolutely right about that, too. I mean, for example, you look Burbuff, Chittard, big one here locally coming up later on tonight, too, a 4A and a 3A. In fact, I believe a 3A number one in Chittard. Uh, you just you look around, and, and you're going to find teams, Bob, as you mentioned, testing themselves out of the gate, which always has not been the case in coaching philosophy over the years of the past. Well, I think it's changing, John. I think everybody recognizes the, the concept of, um, you know, you'll find out much more about your team by playing great schedule. Uh, I think the other part of it, too, is let's be honest, with the concept we have in our tournament set up in Indiana, it's an open tournament. Everybody gets in, and clearly there are those on the, uh, that like to discuss about seating and uh, all the other things about it. But from, the, from a coaching standpoint, I think it's great that everybody gets in. So you get a chance to use these games to find out what you're about and truly figure out some things that you do well and then those things you don't do well. And so uh, I think, and especially here this time of year, I mean, look, look outside. It's a perfect day. It'll be a it perfect night, John, to play football. Literally, how much better can it get for you? No, you're right about that. Bob Lovell, Indiana Sports Talk. You'll say the same thing. Take it easy, Brandon. Thank you very much. About Bob's show tonight, tomorrow night, he's going to have you set, recapping everything tonight when you're on your way home. And then, obviously, so much to talk about tomorrow night as well. Throughout the stations on the Network Indiana affiliations around the state of Indiana. Bob Lovell of Indiana Sports Talk on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. It is year number 30. Year number 30 and start of the high school football campaign tonight. Big deal, Bob. We'll be listening. Thanks, buddy. No, I appreciate it, John. Thanks.